Project V with Elisa Wilson. Welcome back to another episode of Project V. Um, every time I sit down to do one of these, I feel like so much changes in the space of a week. Like, oh my goodness. First things first, am I still sober? Yes. Yes. At the time of recording this, I'm 16 days sober. However, and this is a big however, I feel like that might lapse this coming weekend. And I'm trying not to set myself up for failure here. I'm just trying to be honest. It's a trigger for me being hungover. When, to smoke weed when I'm hungover, the two go hand in hand and I associate them and I didn't plan on having a huge weekend while I'm partway through an eight-week challenge because what is the logic in that? But life happens, a few opportunities have come up that will be very beneficial for my work, some real porn star shit, <laughs> so I'm granting myself a weekend to get all of that done. Uh, will I get drunk? Probably. Will I smoke? Probably. Will I make every effort to stop smoking straight after that because that's the downfall for me? Yes. And that is growth. <laughs> no, that sounds so fucking justified. And to be fair, it probably is. I just, what I need to do is have a whole podcast episode dedicated to weed and addiction. But it's beneficial to have those conversations with somebody who has the answers, who has more answers than I do, because I'm still figuring it all out for myself. So I've organised Christy from earlier episodes to come back on and sit down and chat weed with me and that will be coming out very soon. But today I want to really quickly talk about body image because something that I've noticed since starting OnlyFans is that a lot of people assume I'm really secure in my own body and that I have this confidence and oozing sex appeal and that it all comes so easy. And I feel really different when I sit here and record these podcasts and when I'm in the zone compared to the images that I put on social media. Of of course, I have hot girl days where I'm feeling myself and obviously how I'm making money requires a high degree of sex appeal because I'm a porn star. <laughs> but I also have days where I consider myself a sack of shit, where I'm really nasty about my body, my skin. I'm always comparing myself to other people and if you let it, it becomes a mental snowball of anxiety that really quickly eats away at you. And something that I'm noticing, especially since my job is selling my body, that I'm a lot more triggered by the thoughts of ideal body image or needing to look a certain way, needing to maintain the best shape possible. All of these thoughts that I used to suffer with really badly, I'm noticing are starting to creep back in when I thought that I had dealt with them. And to be honest, I probably just haven't been addressing them. I, I've let them bubble under the surface, which is why they're starting to rear their heads. These are some horrific diet culture thought traps. And if you were a teenager in the 2000s, I'm speaking to you when I say, what the fuck were we exposed to? Genuinely, the magazine headlines, constantly fat shaming celebrities, the cabbage soup diets, the lemon detox diets, that girl that was idolized for eating fucking bananas on YouTube, the rise of social media, pro-anorexia, Tumblr accounts, like no wonder we all have disordered eating trauma. It's absolutely nuts. The things that we were exposed to and the journey that I've taken my body through physically and mentally over the last 15 years has been pretty fucking chaotic. And I want to sit down and do a huge episode on my eating disorder because it's a, such a huge part of who I am and it's shaped me into the person that I am. Um, and I've gone into detail about this on my Instagram for those who don't want to wait for that episode. What I will say is I suffered with an eating disorder for about 10 years of my life, mainly binge eating and bulimia, which is eating excessively and making yourself sick. And I've tried every diet under the sun. The things that I've done to my body 
abusing laxatives, excessive exercise, around the age of 16 when I was at my lowest, I was deliberately trying to give myself food poisoning. Like that is not normal. And it makes me really, really sad for the girl that I was when I was a teenager because she felt like she couldn't talk to anybody about this. There was so much shame around having an eating disorder or, you know, needing to look a certain way. And God forbid you tell somebody about that. So she just dealt with that by herself. And I don't think anybody should ever have to deal with that shit by themselves. So the journey of getting to befriend my body, let alone love my body, has taken a very long time. And my weight has fluctuated so much over the years thanks to binge eating too. So it's it's hard to learn to love a body that's constantly changing. And it's a reflection really of how I'm feeling mentally because that's what it comes down to. It's coping strategies for me. When things are good, I feel like I have these all under control. And when things aren't going great, well, fuck. <laughs> Here she comes to clean out the entire pantry to numb the feeling. And that also goes hand in hand with the weed addiction. So I'm slowly piecing all of these things together, but I'm like, okay, I realize this, but what do I do with this information? (laughs) How do I move on from this? I'm just kind of like wallowing (laughs) in this area at the moment and talking about it helps. I've been in recovery from my eating disorder for properly about two years. However, I still have disordered eating tendencies and I think a lot of us struggle with forms of disordered eating without even realizing. Those thoughts that pop into our head of, I'll skip a meal today because I'm drinking tonight or I'll have drugs on a night out to curb my appetite or I need at least two weeks notice before any event so I can prepare my body by restricting anything and everything just to look good. I've done <laughs> I've done this so many times and nobody else notices a difference except you. So it really, like it's all a mental thing. Diet culture is so warped and it goes so much deeper than just how we look. It's a mental reflection of what we've been led to believe or how we view ourselves from the inside. And what I'm noticing is that I'm starting to have these thoughts pop up again, especially because I'm putting my body out there for everybody to see, which... <laughs> I mean, that's not the issue. The issue is my way of thinking, the unnecessary pressure that gets boiled up within me because I need, I think I need to look my best or look a certain way for collabs. And I'm really aware of how quickly that snowballs into restricting food heavily for a period of time. And then after whatever I've done that needs to be done, I binge and it unravels all of the work because I've restricted for so long. And then you become miserable because you feel bad for binging. And so then you feel guilt and shame and the restricting starts again and so on and so on, and it's the cycle that we live in, and you end up gaining so much more weight in the long run. Trust me, I did it for years, and it also really fucks with your metabolism. What it really boils down to is calories in, calories out. And if you don't follow James Smith PT on Instagram, I highly recommend doing so because he's changed my entire outlook on weight loss myths, on diet culture, on the shit that gets promoted and sold online as quick fixes. He's just fantastic and he's no bullshit, (laughs) tells it how it is. And that's what I need because we're surrounded by, oh, like the skinny me tea and all this fucking shit that doesn't work. I'm not even going to get started. And I I have to keep reminding myself that because of who I am and the things that I've experienced throughout my life, these are areas in my life that I always need to keep on top of. Making sure I'm feeling balanced, mentally healthy, not putting pressure on myself to restrict food or numb my emotions by eating them by minimizing stress, which which is funny because I've gone from government employee to porn star in the last five months. So you could argue that I'm my own worst enemy. 
the binge eating is the worst one for me and I go into like what I call binge brain and if you feel a disconnect with food and your relationship with food especially binge eating tendencies maybe you can relate to this it's almost like this binge mode we go into that at that point in time it's so difficult to bring ourselves back from the urge to binge comes from a really primal part of the brain and when that part of your brain takes over you feel it, it it's like a switch and you go into fuck it mode like autopilot where you're eating everything in sight or that feeling of numbness that's the animalistic part of our brain taking over and shutting down the prefrontal cortex of the brain which is the part of the brain that makes all these rational decisions for us so that feels like autopilot and then after we've binged we come back to reality and we've had the hit of dopamine that we've been looking for the prefrontal cortex starts to regulate itself and we start to feel that sense of guilt and shame and disgust and wishing we had done something differently when in in the moment it takes so much self-control and composure to bring yourself back from that fuck it mode after the animalistic brain has kicked in and understanding how these parts of the brain work and the impact that they have on not only binge eating but also addiction it really says a lot I'm trying to relay all of that to myself while I'm talking because I need to remind myself that calming the nervous system is absolutely key if we can get to a place where we can regulate our nervous system so that the animalistic part of our brain doesn't take over so quickly it's one of the key things that has helped me what does that boil down to meditation reflection trying to minimize the triggers in life accepting the things we can't change like it all sounds so eerie fairy but there is there's truth to it because at the moment I'm reflecting on what I've been doing in my life to create balance and the last six weeks it probably hasn't been that great like between the weed smoking not really journaling that much being very consumed with work like I'm on my phone almost 24 7 so it comes down to putting boundaries in place like I haven't made it easy for myself I feel slightly unbalanced at the moment so my nervous system feels slightly more unbalanced as well but talking about it helps me process and helps me refocus and compared to the relationship I had with my body five years ago I'm a completely different person and I'm really proud of that but if I let myself I put a a lot of focus on what I look like physically and I'm working on strengthening that but I'd be lying if I was sitting here and didn't want a BBL <laughs> so that's where I'm currently at in life there's just constant levels to self-acceptance and I feel like every time I conquer one challenge on the journey of self-love another new hurdle pops up and the process starts all over again and as we grow we get exposed to deeper triggers inside of us that need to be healed there's truth in that we will only meet those once we've done the work and taken the learnings of the previous trigger. So like we overcome one and then we get met with another. So in summary, life is fucking hard. <laughs> life is bloody difficult though, isn't it? And I don't think it's fair for anybody to suffer or struggle with disordered eating, binge eating or negative thought patterns. Nobody should struggle with that alone. And it can be seen as such a shameful thing to talk about, but it shouldn't be. And if people think that I have it all together and I love my body endlessly, I hope that you take from this that everybody struggles with something. Sometimes it's the things that you don't expect and that's why it's so important to be kind, especially in this fucking world that we live in. Everything is so catastrophized and we're seeing everybody's highlight reels and it's so hard to not compare yourself with other people's highlight reels. 
it's it's all very strange and I sometimes sit back and wonder like what are the negative effects of social media going to be for us in 10, 20 years time but that's just a whole can of worms and I don't have time to talk about that today. <laughs> anyway, that's enough rambling from me. I just needed to get that out there and the next potty that drops will be with guests so yay, you get to hear less of me and more of other people. So stay tuned for that but until then, thank you for listening to another episode of Project B. Project V with Elisa Wilson. 